Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley, a beloved teacher of the Course, who has helped thousands learn how to express their beliefs from moment to moment in their everyday lives. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Ah, bonjour. So glad to be with you today. (sighs) Taking that breath together. Isn't it lovely? I'm Jennifer Hadley. (laughs) And our topic today is Jesus. 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 All right. (laughs) Yes. Let's join together. I always like to begin with a prayer and a blessing. So let's do that together right this very moment. (sighs) Taking this breath of love and gratitude, we place our hand on our heart to remind ourselves that we're wholeheartedly available to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. So grateful to remember our true identity and the true identity of all our brothers and sisters. So grateful to join together in the one mind and recognize the one life. So grateful to consciously partner up with the higher Holy Spirit self, our true nature, our true identity is revealing itself in our very breath and our beingness. So grateful right now in this very moment to surrender all thoughts of lack and limitation, all thoughts of lack and attack falling away because we're giving them away. We're allowing them to be permanently healed back to the root cause so that we never experience them again. We're dedicating our time together to this healing, this expansion, this clarity that we desire, resurrecting to our true nature, our true identity, the Christ. And we're allowing Jesus to be our guide and our teacher. So grateful and so thankful to allow it to be so. So grateful and so thankful that we naturally share the benefits with everyone because we're one with them. So grateful to open our hearts and open our minds to infinite intelligence, fully activating us here and now. We don't have to wait. Now is the time. In grace and gratitude, we joyfully allow it to be. And so it is. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Yes. And... One of the things I'll share with you is that uh, regarding Jesus and my experience of Jesus, uh, from the time uh, I I was not brought up in any religion, my parents uh, were not religious people, uh, and they were social activists, and my my father is still, really, and my mom has made her transition. And so I grew up uh, where my parents were taking me to freedom marches, civil rights marches, um, marches for peace during the time of the Vietnam War. So that, that was where my parents were putting their spiritual energy, if you will. 
and that and raising me and my brother, my little brother. And my grandparents were all quite uh, religious, very devoted. Um, I had one Catholic grandparent and three Protestant grandparents. And uh, they all went to church every single week. They really did. And um, I also had a lot of Catholic friends around me when I was growing up. So I observed a lot from all of them. And even though I only went to church kind of Christmas and Easter kind of a thing with my grandparents, usually that was, or sometimes when we were just visiting and we would go to uh, church with my grandparents, it kind of depended. My grandparents still taught me a lot about being faithful and being devout and being prayerful people and really living in this space of what you do to the least of them, you do to me, which is one of my favorite teachings of Jesus. What you do to the least of them, you do to me. Such a beautiful teaching of the oneness and unity of all life. That if you look down upon anyone and think they're less, you, of course, you're bearing false witness against them. And your whatever you do to anyone, you're doing to Jesus because we're one with Jesus. So sometimes people use uh, the wonderful question in times of challenge, upset, irritation, frustration, what would Jesus do? And that's a great question. Another great question is, how would you treat Jesus in this situation? How would you treat Jesus? Because I don't know about you, but I've had some times in my life when I have encountered angelic beings posing as human beings. (laughs) It's true, I've definitely met them, people who suddenly disappear, they come into your life for a moment, and they literally just disappear, but they come in to bless you. Um, And uh, I, one experience, I don't know if I've ever told this story on the radio show, but I'll share it now. Um, One time, I was sitting in traffic in L.A. at a red light on Ventura Boulevard in Studio City, Sherman Oaks area. And so, eight lanes there on Ventura Boulevard and a very long light, uh, it seemed. And... Here was this man crossing the street in front of me. I was the first car, uh, front row of cars at the stoplight. And I had my best friend in the car with me. It was her birthday, actually. We were celebrating her birthday. And this man, I saw this, I'll call him a little old man to give him some labels and, um, or descriptives. And he, I don't know if you've ever seen someone like this. A few times in my life I've seen someone who was completely hunched over, almost in a 90 degree, like there's something uh, very 
challenging happening with their spine and they they can't stand up straight. Almost at a 90 degree he was walking. And I think he had a cane. He was walking very slowly. And as soon as I saw him, I started praying for for him and blessing him with hopes that he would easily make it across or faith that he would easily make it across those eight lanes of traffic during the time of that stoplight because it seemed like at the pace he was walking it could be challenging so i was just blessing him praying him and being grateful for his presence in my life as i recall and just as he came in front of me, he turned and he looked at me in the eye. And I knew he was a bodhisattva. I knew my whole being lit up with the energy coming from his eyes. I knew he was walking around blessing people on the planet. He was a bodhisattva seemingly in disguise, you could say. And... I've just, I've not forgotten that. What a blessing I received in that moment from this man. And I know that part of why I experienced the blessing as I did was because I was praying for him and blessing him that whole time. So I got the blessing in return. Uh... Not that I expected to get anything, but boy, I sure got something that day. And so, what you do to the least of them, you do to me. So why not bless everyone? Why not think, okay, here's somebody who seems perhaps to be so annoying. Here's someone who seems to be so challenging. You know, I've had times when, as we all have, where I'm... uh, Spending time with someone, maybe traveling with them or on vacation with them or staying with them, they're staying with me, where the way that they do things is different than the way I do things. And especially I've lived alone for so long, it's very easy to get attached to how we do things. Well, that's not what I do here. You know, oh, no, 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 this is recyclable. You don't put this in the trash. You know, these kinds of things. And when I was younger and I was so ego-identified, all those little differences would irritate me. It would feel threatening to me. And I would feel, A, that this is extra work for me to have to deal with this person doing all these things wrong. And, of course, I was energizing, they're wrong, this is bad, this is not right. And so I thought I was agitated and frustrated and irritated because of what they were doing or not doing. Not true at all. Not true at all. Now I can see and know so gratefully that all that irritation and frustration was because I was judging. Because I was energizing my opinions and believing my opinions. It's always the cause of all upset. So, what would you do to the least of them? What would you do to Jesus? Really being able to ask yourself these questions. If if Jesus was coming, would I use the best china? Would I give them the 
would I have all organic ingredients? Just starting to think of what would you do differently? And then, bet you didn't see this coming, treating yourself that way. Because this year we're really dedicating ourselves, and I say we because I'm part of a larger spiritual community, which is held in the Power of Love Ministry, the ministry that I founded and I'm the leader of, and held in my Masterful Living classes and that community, my Finding Freedom classes and that community, that we're truly learning to love ourselves. So would you give that to Jesus to eat? Would you give Jesus that cup to use? Just starting to think about those things. Because the way you do anything is the way you do everything. So why not start doing things in a pristine manner? With love, with compassion, with gratitude all the time. It's a completely different way of learning. But once you get the hang of it, the vibration is so much higher and clearer and purer. And you start to magnetize so much good into your life you are definitely going to see the benefits of it. Now, at first, it might seem incongruent with who you think you are, undeserving, unworthy, but that's the whole point of doing it, to transform that perception. All right, I had no intention to say any of that, but Jesus, in that prayer, just gave me that whole download for us. All right, so we're going to look at the manual for teachers today. Clarif- uh, sorry, yeah, clarification for term of terms. And it's number six. Uh, no, it's number five. Jesus Christ. <laughs> My page turned from the breeze coming in through the window. All right. There is no need for help to enter heaven, for you have never left. Isn't that nice to know? We don't need to get any help to enter heaven because we've never left. But, uh uh-oh, there is need for help beyond yourself as you are circumscribed by false beliefs of your identity, which God alone established in reality. So where all the thoughts that are upsetting to us are false beliefs related to our identity and Hey, let's not usurp God here. God established our true identity, and it's not up for renegotiation. It says here, helpers are given you in many forms, although upon the altar they are one. So now remember that throughout A Course in Miracles, Jesus tells us that the altar is our heart. It's that mind that's in the heart. So helpers are given you in many forms, although upon the altar they are one. So in our heart they are one. All the helpers are one. Because each one, each helper, I'm sorry, beyond each one, beyond each helper, there is a thought of God. And this will never change. So all the helpers are expressions of a thought of God, and this will never change. But they have names which differ 
for a time. For time needs symbols, being itself unreal. This is, I just love this. So everything that we see in this world, or think we see with the body's eyes, is symbolic. It's a projection of our mind. It's part of an illusory world, which is entirely made up of symbols. This is why A Course in Miracles tells us that words are symbols of symbols. Because words represent in the mind that thinks it's separate, words represent symbols in the illusion. And they're only necessary while we think we're separate from God. Because soon, as soon as we truly remember that we're not separate from God, we don't need to think in symbols anymore. We'll simply think the thoughts that we think with God. So our helpers have names which differ for a time. So instead of all, all of us having the same name, the Christ, we have names that differ while we're walking around on the earth. For time needs symbols because time itself is unreal. So time itself is symbolic. All right. So their names are legion, but we will not go beyond the names the Course itself employs. God does not help because he knows no need. God is not a helper because God doesn't know us needing anything. Because we don't need anything. This world is about us choosing to employ our free will to experience whatever we would like to experience. And how we experience it is based on our thinking. And a lot of our thinking and beliefs were established in the past. And we're just regurgitating the past. So that's why the Course is a mind training system to help us rise out of that into an awareness of the truth that sets us free. So it says here, God does not help in this world because God knows no need. There's doesn't believe that we have any needs because we don't. Because remember, we've never left heaven. There's no need in heaven. It says here, but God creates all helpers of his son while he believes his fantasies are true. Thank God for them and they will lead you home. So every helper has been created by God. The name of Jesus is the name of one who was a man but saw the face of Christ in all his brothers and remembered God. So he became identified with Christ, a man no longer, but at one with God. The man was an illusion, for he seemed to be a separate being walking by himself within a body that appeared to hold his self, small self, small s, from self, large s, as all illusions do. So the name of Jesus is the name of one who was a man but saw the face of Christ in all his brothers and remembered God. 
so he became identified with Christ, a man no longer, but at one with God. So we identified him with Christ, and he also identified with Christ. The man was an illusion, as we all are. The idea of me as a person is an illusion. The idea of you as a person is an illusion. The idea of Jesus as a person is an illusion. You know, I'm feeling that this is a great time for us to pause. And as we're going to our break, I would like to invite you. This also came through in the prayer earlier. Uh, Oh, yeah. Thank you, Jesus. (laughs) Uh, I'll tell you about that when we come back from the break. Okay, okay. Life is good. I'm so grateful to be doing this work with you. I love doing this radio show. If you're new to the radio show, we have over 200 episodes free for downloading. And one of the projects I'm beginning to work on is having them all transcribed and put up at YouTube with closed captioning. So anyone, can the deaf can um, hear them at YouTube if... Uh, if that's an option and the people who are uh, they can so the deaf can read and see the transcript and then for those who for whom English is not their first language they can read the transcript while they listen and hear more clearly these beautiful teachings of A Course of Miracles I feel inspired to do this project this year and I'll ask for your help with it when we get it underway I'm Jennifer Hadley. You're listening to A Course in Miracles on Unity Online Radio, where we're choosing to live the love and walk the talk together. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application as we return to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. And we're back. All right, so here's what I got (laughs) when I um, was first praying in. Uh, I often get all kinds of things coming in while I'm praying and uh, connected to that intuition and insight. Uh, There's so many benefits to prayer. Can't even begin to count them. In fact, my prayer power class is starting next week. It's not available on the website yet, but you will be able to enroll. And um, shh, it's kind of a, well, I guess it's not a secret. I'm opening up the Masterful Living um, enrollment, my year-long course. Just I'm opening the door for just a day or two here. Uh, we've got people who've been knocking on the door, and I just thought, okay, let's open it back up for a day or two here if people would like to join us. And um, we start with Prayer Power next week. And you can get Prayer Power by itself. Um, that's my four-week class on how to 
pray effectively. And, uh, oh, I just love these classes. So, but w- people in the ma- Masterful Living were only four weeks in. Uh, yesterday was the fourth week, fourth class, New Year's Intentions, which you can get by itself. And um, people already experiencing uh, extraordinary miracles. So just saying, if you'd like to join us, I'm opening that door very briefly here. Uh, but what what um, I got in the beginning in the prayer was to tell you that uh, back in the day, uh, in the late 80s, when I... Was it the late eight? No, the late nineties when I was training to be a science of mind practitioner in the agape community. One of the things we had to do as a final project was we had to produce in small groups, we had to produce a workshop based on the teachings of Jesus. So we used the life visioning technique, uh, visioning technique that Michael Beckwith taught us to vision. And we visioned maybe 10, 11 times uh, about the content of our workshop. What were we being led and guided to do? And I got some downloads that to me felt like they were directly from Jesus. And uh, we all got that our workshop was to be about forgiveness. And honestly, that workshop it changed my life and i've been teaching forgiveness ever since so i've been teaching forgiveness now for 15 16 years and i learned the power of forgiveness long before i came to a course of miracles and it really came through because of that workshop so uh, one of the things i love to do is give away my how to get over it my free forgiveness workshop on the homepage at jenniferhadley.com. So forgiveness is key to understanding Jesus and the teachings of Jesus and, of course, A Course in Miracles, because A Course in Miracles is all about undoing all our misery, all our sadness, everything, through the practice of purifying our mind by forgiveness, which is non-judgment. This is the teaching of A Course in Miracles. So I invite you to please take advantage of that free workshop. And if you do get it, if you don't have any friends that you can share it with, I encourage you to plan an afternoon or an evening and to do the workshop together. Because you can pause it and you can do the different parts there. I think it's just a wonderful way to create your own little spiritual group with some friends and it also would be a wonderful practice to employ in your study group so give it a go just a thought for you so we're talking about jesus the christ so the man jesus was an illusion for he seemed to be a separate being walking by himself within a body that appeared to hold his self small s from self capital s as all illusions do. Yet who can save unless he sees illusions and then identifies them as what they are? Jesus remains a savior because he saw the false without accepting it as true. And Christ needed his form that he might appear to men and save them from their own illusions. So this is one of the things, this is actually to me a reference to what it says in the Manual for Teachers, right in the beginning of the Manual for Teachers. It talks about how 
um, the, who are God's teachers? Their function is to save time, and that the whole purpose of us being God's teachers is that we're showing up in time and space, in a body, to share what we've learned, to share the truth, and to be the two or more who are gathered. So this is what Jesus was to us. And I'm reading from the clarification of terms, which is number five, Jesus Christ. It's my 87 in the Manual for Teachers, page 87. And so it says here, Jesus remains a Savior because he saw the false without accepting it as true. And Christ needed his form. Now remember, Christ is the Son of God. And we are the Christ, because we are the Son of God. So we needed his form, Christ needed his form, that he might appear to men and save them from their own illusions. In Jesus' complete identification with the Christ, which is the perfect Son of God, his one creation, God's one creation, is the Christ and his happiness. Oh, let me start again. In Jesus' complete identification with the Christ, the perfect Son of God, God's one creation, and God's happiness, forever like himself and one with him. Jesus became what all of you must be. Jesus became what all of you must be. He led the way for you to follow him. He leads you back to God because he saw the road before him and he followed it. He made a clear distinction, still obscure to you, between the false and the true. He offered you a final demonstration that it is impossible to kill God's Son, nor can his life in any way be changed by sin and evil, malice, fear, or death. Be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. So it's all about the resurrection and the ascension. It's not about His life is not about the crucifixion. The crucifixion is there to demonstrate the power of the resurrection and the ascension. So... I'm inviting you to to really think of Jesus is teaching us through the ascension. It says here, and therefore all your sins have been forgiven because they carried no effects at all. This is what Jesus came to teach is that whatever was done to the body by anyone it could still be resurrected and he could still ascend. And so they were but dreams. Arise with Jesus, who showed you this, because you owe him this, who shared your dreams, that they might be dispelled, and shares them still to be at one with you. Is he the Christ? Is Jesus the Christ? Oh yes, along with you. His little life on earth was not enough to teach the mighty lesson that he learned for all of you. He will remain with you to lead you from hell. 
He will remain with you to lead you from the hell you made to God. So if we're suffering, if we're not living a life of joy and beauty and wisdom and clarity and purity and freedom and prosperity and abundance, Jesus will remain with you to lead you from the hell you made to God. And when you join your will with Jesus's, your sight will be his vision. For the eyes of Christ are shared. So this is the thing is, when we're willing to move beyond perception, projection, then we can see with Christ's vision. I think one of the most wonderful affirmations, I am willing to see with Christ's vision. I am willing to see with Christ's vision. I am willing to see with Christ's vision. All day long, I am willing to see with Christ's vision. Rather than see a little old man hunched over, I am willing to see Christ's vision. Yes. Rather than seeing someone as stupid or moronic or an idiot or evil, I am willing to see with Christ's vision. Walking with Jesus is just as natural as walking with a brother whom you knew since you were born, for such indeed he is. This is one of the things I remember as a child, is that I kept feeling like I knew Jesus. And when I would go to church sometimes, Christian church of course, I would hear certain things and I'd think, I don't think that's what Jesus meant. I didn't tell anyone because I thought, how would I know? But I just knew that I knew. Interesting. I think a lot of us feel this way. Walking with Jesus is just as natural as walking with a brother whom you knew since you were born, for indeed he is. Some bitter idols have made of him who would be only brother to the world. Some bitter idols have been made of him who would be only brother to the world. So, Jesus' intention, the impetus for his appearance on this planet was to be our brother. He calls himself our elder brother in the text of A Course in Miracles. So, bitter idols have been made of him. Forgive him with your, forgive him your illusions. I I think this is interesting. Forgive him your illusions. So, if you have judgments and opinions, illusions about Jesus, forgive them. Release the judgment. Because that's what the projections are. It also keeps coming to me as I'm talking about this to remember that pain is a wrong perspective. There's a lot of talk in Course in Miracles circles sometimes about whether or not Jesus felt any pain in the body while he was, his body was being crucified. And 
pain is a wrong perspective. This is the teaching of A Course in Miracles. The experience of pain, whether it's mental, emotional, or physical, certainly can be all of those, all at once or individually, it's a wrong perspective. Do we think that Jesus, who was totally aware of his Christedness, had a wrong perspective? doesn't seem possible to me. But you see, there is something that Christians sometimes really like and teach, because they like it, that Jesus suffered for our sins and that he suffered on the cross. It's about motivating people with guilt. Saying, look, he made the ultimate sacrifice for you. This is the least you can do for him, is support his church and live according to the way we're interpreting his teachings. Stop being so bad. Stop being so wrong. Stop being such a sinner. Guilt is a great manipulator. Jesus, in all his teachings, I can't think of anything that he ever did that was to make people feel guilty or ashamed. One of the best lessons, of course, is that let he who is without sin cast the first stone. I bet you that that's not exactly what he said. He probably said something more like, let he who believes Well, let's see. Hmm. Let he who is, who, um, well, I'm just going to let that pass for now. (laughs) Sometimes I get intrigued by things. Bitter idols have been made of Jesus who would only be brother to the world. Forgive him your illusions. And behold, how dear a brother he would be to you. For he will set your mind at rest at last and carry it with you unto your God. He will set your mind at rest at last and carry it with you unto your God. What a wonderful promise. Is he God's only helper? No, indeed. For Christ takes many forms with different names until their oneness can be recognized. But Jesus is, for you, the bearer of Christ's single message of the love of God. You need no other. So we don't need any other messenger. We don't need any other helper. We don't need them. One of the things that Jesus says in the text, and I did a radio show about this, I want to say September 2014, something like that, uh, that Jesus tells us in the text, we're never alone. It's not even possible to be alone, for Jesus is always with us. I like to think of those footprints on the sand 
you know, the idea that there's two sets of footprints and then one set of footprints and the person thinks, ah, that's when Jesus abandoned me. And Jesus says, no, that's when I picked you up and carried you. Jesus will carry us if we let him. How wonderful. It really is true. I've certainly experienced feeling lifted and carried out of the hell that I made. And how did that happen? It happened because I prayed. It happened because I was willing. It happened because I was grateful that I could ask for help from my elder brother, from the angelic realms. Jesus refers to the angels a number of times in A Course in Miracles. He refers to people on the other side of the bridge waiting for us and their love for us and their knowing that we are succeeding in making this journey across this bridge of separation thinking to our real mind, to our home in heaven, and that the love of our brothers and sisters who are already aware they're in heaven is literally pulling us across that bridge. And if we wish, we can move into that space of feeling lifted and carried. How do we move into that space? Focus on giving up the resistance and the reluctance. And there is no greater evidence of a person's resistance and reluctance than their judging mind, their opinions. That's why anytime you're ever upset, just notice, what's the judgment? What's the opinion? Call upon Jesus. Call Jesus' name and say, my dear brother, please take this thought out of my mind so I never think it again, so that I can remember I am truly free. Please help me to set my mind at rest and carry my mind with you unto God, back to God. Is Jesus God's only helper? No, indeed, for Christ takes many forms with different names until their oneness can be recognized. But Jesus is for you the bearer of Christ's single message of the love of God. You need no other. It is possible to read Jesus' words and benefit from them without accepting him into your life. Yet he would help you yet a little more if you will share your pains and joys with him and leave them both to find the peace of God. So, share your pains and joys with Jesus. I'm inviting you simply to try this out this week. How does it feel? How does it work for you to share your pains and joys with Jesus? I know for some people, you you might be Muslim, you might be Jewish, you might have a, a different background than Christianity, or maybe even having been raised a Christian and coming to feel bitter and angry about the way you were raised, let's give all those thoughts of separation, lack, and limitation to Jesus for healing right now. 
He would help you yet a little more if you will share your pains and joys with him. And then leave the pains, pains and joys both. Leave them to him to find the peace of God. Yet still, it is Jesus' lesson, most of all, that he would have you learn. And it is this. There is no death because the Son of God is like his Father. Nothing you can do can change eternal love. Forget your dreams of sin and guilt and come with me instead to share the resurrection of God's Son and bring with you all those whom he has sent you to care for as I care for you. How beautiful. There's no death because the Son of God is like Father. So think of the people in your life who have made their transition. Perhaps at this time you're feeling sad and missing them. There is no death because the Son of God is like his Father. What if you gave up the idea that they're dead and instead they're there in what may be for you an invisible realm, but they're still there, very much there. The relationship is eternal because we're all eternal. The relationship is infinite because we're all infinite. It says here, nothing you can do can change eternal love. Love is eternal and there's nothing you can do to change it. So the love that we have for anyone continues forever. It's eternal, unchangeable. In truth, we do not fall in and out of love. As Shakespeare wrote, love is an ever-fixed mark that looks on tempests and is never shaken. Back to the Course here, it says, Forget your dreams of sin and guilt and come with me instead to share the resurrection of God's Son. It's your resurrection. It's my resurrection. Let's all decide that when we are thinking thoughts of death and sin and guilt, to partner up with Jesus and say, Jesus, please, I'm willing to leave all these thoughts behind and know only the truth. And it says, final sentence here on page 88 in the Manual for Teachers, and bring with you all those whom he has sent to you to care for as I care for you. So bring with you all those whom God has sent to you to care for as I care for you. So it's about opening our minds and our hearts to be willing to care for our brothers and sisters as we are cared for. As we begin to care for our brothers and sisters, what you do to the least of them, you do to me. What we hold in our mind when thinking of our brothers and sisters is going to be our salvation. Because in every moment, our brothers and sisters are inviting us to either choose separation or unity. And the more badly they're behaving, the greater the call for unity 
is, the greater the call for us to stand in our Christ awareness is. This is our choice. This is our decision. And it comes to us every moment. It really does, all day long. And so taking this even one step further, when you look in the mirror, what about saying, I'm willing to see the Christ in you? When you look at yourself in the mirror, I am willing to see the Christ in you. I am willing to see the Christ in you. I am willing to know the Christ in you. I am willing to know the Christ in you. We are willing to see beyond the illusions. This year, loving ourselves the way Jesus loves us. Treating ourselves the way we would treat Jesus. The way Jesus would treat us. A whole new way to experience love, perfection, beauty, truth as our very daily life. I am so grateful to share it with you. And, you know what, I'm just going to mention something here before we pray out. Two things I'm going to mention. One is, it's Groundhog Day. It's Groundhog Day! And um, if you've never seen that movie Groundhog Day, or if you've seen it 20 times, it's always the perfect time to see it again. Such a great, inspiring movie. I invite you to enjoy Groundhog Day. And so, this radio show is co-produced with the Unity Online Radio Network, and it's also produced by the ministry I founded, which is the Power of Love Ministry. You can find us at powerofloveministry.net.net, and you can also find me at jenniferhadley.com. And we have a lot of resources at livingacourseofmiracles.com, including a free Course of Miracles app. Now, one thing that helps us all is if you write reviews of the app, write reviews of this radio show, it just supports the uh, iTunes and Stitcher and all these different places promoting the radio show more. The more reviews they get, the more they they share it and um, let people know about it. And if you would like to help, financially support this radio show because it is all based on your contributions then please go to jenniferhadley.com or powerofloveministry.net or livingacourseofmiracles.com and make a tax-deductible contribution and if you feel so moved won't you do that now so hand on our heart here So grateful and so thankful to walk and talk with Jesus, to let him be our teacher and to share with him our pains and our joys. We are grateful and thankful to see the Christ in ourselves and in our brothers and sisters. We are willing to see all God all the time. In grace and gratitude, we share the benefits with everyone. We joyfully let it be, and so it is. Amen. 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 God bless you. Happy Groundhog Day. Have a great rest of your week.